presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My Host Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Scotty Villa. As always with me, I'm with him. It is Paralegal Mike. We are the In My House Pod. How's it going, brother? Hey, hey! (laughs) 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 It's going well, Scotty. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, buddy. Before we get into, we're going to talk a little bit of collision from last weekend with the two out of three falls match with FTR and, and Bullet Club Gold at the, the finals for the Owen Hart Cup. I have two people in my work life that are closet wrestling fans, and they will only talk about pro wrestling with me if no one's around or I'm by myself, kind of thing, right? And they keep bringing things up about how we're in like one of the best eras of wrestling ever. And fantasy booking and this and this and that. And I love it to the point where I'm like, yeah, you should celebrate it. You come out of that pro wrestling closet and have fun with it because you're right. We are in a golden age of pro wrestling right now, which across the world, has it ever been this popular? Good point. Like, I think popularity wise, it's there. The internet helps that. Golden age? No. I think that's the Hogan era. Yeah. It's a great, great era for pro wrestling. Do you think this is the most popular it's ever been? I, I You had just said it right there. Because of the internet, it allows it to be the most popular it's ever been. I'm going to go with the opinion that I think it is because so many companies all over the world are thriving. New Japan's firing on all cylinders. There's two major companies in North America. Impact is doing very well with the audience that they want. They're they're selling out their venues that they're they're booking, which aren't big, but they're still selling them out, and people love the show. I think, and the indies are hot too, right? I mean, I think the Attitude Era is still the biggest the business has ever been. Yeah, 
it's when TV mattered. It was must watch TV. Yeah. It's so hard to break things down by generation because there's so many different factors. Now we have the internet and social media where you don't have to watch raw on Monday night. You can just watch a three minute TikTok and get caught up on everything and see chunks of matches. Right. Yeah. But like the internet, it does help. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that people are seeing wrestling outside of television. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, fight TV, they stream everything online for all these independent companies, bigger companies as well. You know, you don't have to have a cable subscription anymore to to enjoy wrestling. You can literally find it anywhere on your portable device, your telephone, your laptop, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, I just want to throw that out there because it was two different conversations that I have two jobs. One was at one job. One was at the other job. But they both kind of came up to me in the same way and said, how great is wrestling right now? And I'm like, dude, pro wrestling is fun. It's great. It's so much fun right now. Pro wrestling is fun. Coming up uh, in the back half of the show, we uh, did an interview with uh, two young wrestlers from Mexico that are up here in Western Canada doing a tour. Uh, They're making towns. They're making dates. They're taking bookings as well. Uh, You're going to hear that interview on the back half. But before we get to that, Mike, we have to go back to last Saturday, AEW Collision, which is becoming a theme here. Even though it was in town for us, it is the pro wrestling show to watch right now. And boy, oh boy, Mike. We got a match of the year contender to start that show. You're you're not wrong. We had one in Regina. We did. And then they followed it up with another banger. Topped that by a mile. Which is wild to me that because you're not wrong at all. They did top that by a mile. Uh, it was FTR now defending their tag team championships against Bullet Club Gold. Jay White and Juice Robinson in a best two out of three falls match that kicked off Rampage, which for me, I was blown away when I first started watching. I'm like, oh, interesting, interesting choice. What's going to happen? And almost an hour later, we got the finish to that match. Uh, 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 a Broadway. That's what they called it back in the day, right? A Broadway. You're going an hour. The best 55 minutes of wrestling I've seen in a very long time. Dude, we got what I've wanted from the AEW tag team division since AEW started. We got a great storyline with the two tag teams. The championships were involved. And even though it wasn't the main event, it was what people were talking about afterwards and are still talking about four days later. We got an unbelievable wrestling match. There was high spots. There was wrestling. There was both teams going for the win any chance that they thought they can get that three count. I don't think there was a like a, a one count just because, oh, I got a suplex, I'm going to try and pin him. Like anytime they went for a pinfall, it was after a lot of big moves and it was a lot of effort and trying to hold the guy down. And both teams, I don't know what you do now for both teams because they did put on such a great show. FTR retained their championships where do you go next to elevate these guys even more? They're already at that high level. Building to Wembley, this match probably shouldn't have happened on the <laughs> yeah. show. It did, right? <laughs> but it it did, and now I don't know how to book going forward. Just how outstanding this match was! Like, well, who beats FTR if it's not Bullet Club? gold who, who the 
hell beats them. Well, and that's the thing. As we're as we're recording right now, really, the the blind tag team eliminator tournament finals are happening right now. MJF and Adam Cole are a team against Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. The winner of that match gets a shot at FTR next weekend on Collision on the 29th. And I don't know the winner yet, and I, I I'm going to be watching as soon as I uh, uh, sign off here. But if it's MJF and Adam Cole, what the way that storyline is going. And how over, over those two are right now with entertainment. Do you strap them up? Do you get those tag team titles essentially off of collision and onto dynamite? No, like that tag team, I mean, Adam Cole and MJF is destined to blow up. And those two will go at it at Wembley. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the way it's going to work out. We're all buying in. It's so fun and funny that they're together. Break them up, and it's going to hurt. We want to see that match. And I think that's what they're doing. I, I'm very much of like, I, I'm with you. I, I know at some point this is going to blow up, and MJF's going to be MJF again. And I don't doubt, I, I fully believe it's MJF turning on Adam Cole. Do you break them up while they're tag team champions? Oh, no. They're no? they're not okay. getting the straps. No. Okay. I, I, I'm going the other way, Mike. I think they're gonna give them the straps. And then we get a tag team tournament. I I I just think so. I think with the Bucks being the Bucks with all in coming up and all out, the Hardy Boys are back. You've got tag teams on dynamite now that they don't even have the doubles, like the regular tag teams or the triples, the trios championships. Those are all technically on collision and we haven't seen any bouncing back and forth with those teams or those wrestlers. So one of those sets of tag titles have to come over to dynamite. And I think it's going to be the AW tag team titles. How we get there. I don't know yet. Yeah, no, I, I'm just not with it. Like MJF being the world champion. I think Adam Cole Bay Bay is the best opponent he could have going. I can't argue that at all. But dude, that match, we got a great, we got great falls when Bullet Club won their fall, when FTR won their fall. To me, it was as close to perfect for a tag team match as you can get. I I told you off air that the one issue I had was at one point, it was late in the match. The crowd chanting, this is awesome. And for the whole match, I've been seeing not a lot of pandering to the crowd, like just wrestling, working for the win. And the crowd's chanting, this is awesome. And there's a big move and Dax stands up and takes the moment in, which I, I, I will never argue against that. But to me, it took me out of like, are you trying to win the match? Or are you just, are you an entertainer now kind of thing? Are you, yeah. you know, and, and that took me out for a second. I'm like, oh, come on, just keep going. Like, I don't think a guy like Cesaro or Claudio would do that. I think he would just keep going, going for the win. I think a Gunther would keep going for the win, keep going for the moves. I that one just that's my little tiny nitpick, and it's very tiny. You can't take away from anything from that match. For me, it's up there in my top three matches of the year. That's a great argument right now. Yeah, rightfully so in the top three. We might have to do a a midway through the year show here it's coming up in August, just kind of recap and and see where we're at when we got some match of the year contenders who we got going on. But uh, we'll see how things pan out after SummerSlam here how busy we I, are I'll just say this was on TV like it's not a pay-per-view 
this match happened on a t- television program. Speaks volumes to AEW. It does. It, it really does. And it speaks volume to how much they're putting, how much stock they're putting into collision on Saturday night to make people's watch live. And that's a big battle on Saturday night live or Saturday night. You go out on Saturday nights. I don't. But if they put on matches and stories like that, a guy like you could be like, I don't want to miss that match. I mean, they gave them an hour of TV. I was locked in the entire time. The entire time. I've watched the match twice now. It's fantastic. But FTR retained. I'm curious about what happens with Bullet Club Gold. I'm thinking, and a lot of people are thinking this isn't my idea, but Trio's titles. I think you even mentioned that to me. Uh, Trio's titles, because they've got the gun club in the Bullet Club now. So they've got four guys. So I could see that being a thing. I'm really hoping Jay White goes after CM Punk. Yeah. I mean, I hope Jay White goes after some headlining star. I I think he will. I think he's proven himself in this few weeks here, the month old show of collision that he can hold his own on the mic. He can hold his own in the ring, even though no one really doubted that. That was never in question, but you can reward that now by a a top, top storyline with a main event guy. Agreed. And he's a top guy. Yeah, he's a former IWGP champion. He headlined the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. This is the guy. This could be the next guy to follow in Kenny Omega's footsteps, much like he did in Japan. I thought he did great. I thought he did well. Uh, but we're getting it on American and Canadian TV, which is what I've always wanted. So that that's where I'm at, man. I, I think the next step is CM Punk. I don't know. I don't know what's next for Punk. Would I like it to be Jay White? Sure. Is that a big enough draw? I don't know. I think those guys can talk people into the building. Fair enough. I won't argue against that, (laughs) but going to Wembley, I think a name is more important. So I've said it before. I think it'll be Jericho. That's a great call. My only worry about that one is, is because he said so much, uh, Jericho's had so much interaction with Sting lately and and the big rumors out there were that sting and and jericho would be at at all in um i'm not jumping into the rumors but sting has and jericho have been intertwined and there's been no payoff or or you know there's still follow-up on there they're still building on that so that's that's my pick i i'm going with punk and jay white i mean anybody you you could do and i think it'll be great because that that collision roster is fantastic agreed uh, we got the finals of the Owen Hart Cup on the men's and women's side. On the women's side, it was Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale. Willow getting the win, in my opinion, a shocker. I thought for sure they're going Ruby. Ruby was a runner-up last year, and now she's a runner-up again this year. And I can see how it would add fuel to the the heel character for Ruby Soho. And it also shows how much they're really, really behind Willow Nightingale. And I think they're pushing her to the moon right now. Yeah, I mean, does Ruby need that win? Maybe not. Is that the shocker? I think the men's is the shocker. We'll oh, get to it, but yeah, I I don't think Ruby needs it. It's good you're giving it to, I don't want to say lesser talent, but someone who's not as over. Yeah, I agree. I think that the push is there for Willow. I mean, out of everybody that's won between last year and this year, I think they could treat this almost like an old school king of the ring winner push them to the moon now you gave them the tournament win they prove they can win matches you know so many matches in a row they can 
they can really push her now. She's a former New Japan strong women's champion, and she did her her job there, defended it a couple times, lost it recently in Japan. But the crowd loves her, loves her. She's over like Rover, yeah. super nice and personable uh, in the backstage interviews. I think it's a great choice. And to your point there, yeah, Ruby didn't need it. And I do believe that that could just add more of a pissed off heel, which I think is good. Yep. Oh, better for storytelling for sure. Uh, the shocker, though, that you you had mentioned was it was the men's side final. It was CM Punk versus Ricky Starks, two friends that they've they've been in tag team matches together uh, since Collision started. They've worked together. They've been in vignettes and, and backstage promos together. But everyone, including myself, said, well, this is a no-brainer. This is CM Punk. They've been promoting it. He's been talking up Owen Hart. He's been talking up the Hart family and the respect. Everything there that you could imagine. And Ricky Starks gets gets the win. Rolls I think it up. was going in that everyone assumed Punk would win, especially oh, yeah. after Joe. Yeah, it makes sense. And I love that it wasn't the case. I was shocked. Another guy who doesn't shocked. need it. The finish happened because they were going back and forth with roll-ups. Ricky gets the roll-up and grabs the ropes and gets the one, two, three. Punk pops up shocked. Ricky bails. Out of the ring. I don't even think he got his hand raised by the referee. And the crowd's stunned, but going great. It was in Calgary. CM Punk did a great job selling it, looking at the ref, looking at the camera, just shocked. I, I really like that because... I couldn't tell if he was shocked that he got beat or if he was shocked because maybe he saw Ricky hold the rope. So I'm hoping I'm sure that'll be addressed next week, but to me, that's a nice little cliffhanger. And then you see at the top of the stage, Mike, the trophy, you see a, a, a body figure up there and it's wrestling legend, Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> grabs a trophy, goes to present it to Ricky. Ricky grabs it, rips it out of Jushin Thunder Liger's hands and bails. Leaving Liger standing on the stage holding his nuts, just going, what the, what happened? That's a bow and that's it. And that's, I'm going to get into Liger in a second. I'm holding my anger on that one. I, I know. You get that quick win, you get that dirty win. And Ricky's been a, a, an over baby face for a while. Are we starting to see the turn of Ricky Starks? Yeah, I think it'll do better that he's a heel and a chicken shit at that weird way to to handle the, the Owen Cup final. Ugh. But I think it's good for Punk to be able to call someone out. Like, that's the important part. Like, if I'm cutting a promo, it's on that guy, the coward. And yeah. he'll he'll nail it, but are we seeing a program now? That's the big question. I hope so. I the one thing I, I had noticed in the last couple of weeks was not a lot of heels on collision right now. And with powerhouse maybe turning face, you definitely need another heel. And a chicken shit heel is is really needed because you've got a lot of strong heels. I believe House of Black are considered heels right now. Miro is just Miro. And then you have the Bullet Club. Who else is really heels that are our mainstays on collision right now? Uh, Samoa Joe, but I mean, he's still over as Buck. Still gets Chandler. Big but, time. You know, I think Ricky Starks could be the guy to be that chicken shit heel, have great back and forth with Punk, 
and then kick punk in the balls or something like that and tell that <laughs> i beat you i beat punk have the trophy with him all the time or have the own heart championship title with him for a while i hope they do that for a little bit just to keep rubbing it in the face that i i beat cm punk the great cm punk yeah i think it's easy storytelling anyone who goes against punk i beat cm punk the cm punk mm-hmm. and, and the promos are there right both guys can talk is that the direction though I don't know. Again, I don't know, but it could be filler until we is get that, the is that, gonna, is that going to sell ticks? Uh, yeah, and for the audience, is that going to draw people to watch live on Saturday nights? Depends on how dastardly and dirty and dark Starks goes, I guess. But at the same time, it's got me wanting to watch this Saturday. What happens next? 100%. But uh, I just worry going into big shows, is that yeah. what you want? Especially with two AEW pay-per-views back to back they still got a month and a half to build this so i'm not worried at all and we all know AEW; they book things within a week or two and we're all gonna buy the pay-per-views anyway so yeah oh um, they got us yeah oh yeah they definitely got us i'm still trying to figure out like man how am i gonna afford 100 bucks worth of pay-per-views in a matter of a week but you know i'll sell a couple transmission flushes there mike i got her figured out <laughs> Uh, my only thumbs down and for me it is a very glaring and uh, upsetting thumbs down and I don't even want to get into it because maybe it is part of a storyline maybe he's coming back to be involved in something I just don't think he is because he's retired but you flew Jushin Thunder Liger from Japan to Calgary full gear the entrance uh, cape and everything and he's on our TV for less than 30 seconds and at one point, he's standing there going, I don't know what I'm doing. Ricky Starks just grabbed the trophy and walked off and quick bow and commercial break. And that's it. That's all we saw of Liger. Why? It's a great point. No one knows why. And at one, on in one hand, I'm upset and mad about it. On the other hand, I'm like, Tony's money. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. If that's what he wanted Liger for, was that 15 seconds? He got it. But man, you you put it out there in the the wrestling media that Liger was in Calgary to do something for the Owen Hart Cup uh, present or presentation for the trophies, and that's what we got. And I just found it to be such a waste. I found it to be oh man, that's why I think Ricky Starks is going to be a real chicken shit heel because I fucking hated that Mike. Maybe they bring that up. Maybe Punk brings them out. Maximize your money with it. I don't know. Here's what Tony's I a weird guy. Booking is weird. <laughs> but I I don't get it either. I'm hoping we get a match between Ricky Starks and Jushin Thunder Liger. I don't think he will. I don't think so either because he's been retired and happily retired. <laughs> but where's the payoff? I don't know. That's just my only uh, big thumbs down about Collision from last week is I got pumped up for that and... Just nothing, nothing in return. But uh, yeah, it, again, all of that pales in comparison to that two out of three falls match for the tag team championships. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way to find that match and watch it from beginning to end. Shut your phone off, sit back and enjoy it like a, like a re- pro wrestling fan you have been your whole life. And I think you'll be blown away. Agreed. Let's see it. My house pro wrestling podcast here with Scotty Via and Paralegal Mike. We mentioned it earlier, but I want to get to it right now. 
Uh, earlier this week, we chatted with X Devil and Soul, the Dark Sun Brothers. I found out just tonight is what their tag team name is. And we had a great conversation with them about uh, being from Mexico, wrestling here in Canada, companies they've watched and look up to, and wrestlers they look up to. It's it's a really, really fun, really interesting conversation with the guys. And uh, they're touring here. They're doing the Cruel Summer Tour for CWE here in Saskatchewan starting, I believe, June 25th. Make sure you get your tickets now. And they're taking bookings as well. You can hit up Surus Valley Wrestling on Instagram and Twitter if you want to book these gentlemen. Guys, check it out. It's a great interview here right now on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the Backstage Brawl. Scotty Villa here with Perry Legal Mike, and we are joined by two of the youngest, hottest, up-and-coming pro wrestlers on the scene right now. That's right. Debuting here in Western Canada over the next few weeks are X-Devil and Soul. Brought up into Saskatchewan, into Western Canada by Source Valley Wrestling, and they are joining us now. Guys, thanks so much for joining us here on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. We've been following Source Valley Wrestling on Instagram and Twitter for your journey here up here in Saskatchewan. We saw you working over at uh, Craven this past weekend. But first, how's your experience so far been here in Canada? So it's been like a great experience, you know. Uh, it's something new, it's something different, a whole new world. And yeah, we're enjoying it a lot. That That's awesome. So I saw that you guys had already done a few matches here already here up in Saskatchewan, which is which is great. How did the matches go this past weekend? Oh, that was so, so cool. We enjoyed too too much. We are so excited to um, stay here in Canada. Yeah, the, this this weekend matches were like uh, so good. Uh, we were in Craven, <laughs> our first time working with CWE. Uh, the Country Thunder was awesome. Uh, the wrestlers we faced this weekend. We're like uh, the different different of the time. We are like uh, familiar down in Mexico. So yeah, it's a different experience. It's also something incredible, something new, and yeah, we enjoyed a lot this past weekend. So you guys were at Country Thunder. Did you partake? And did you have a lot of cerveza? Oh, not at all. <laughs> not as not much at all. We would like to. <laughs> Yeah, it was something, uh, you know, uh, we keep, well, this weekend we keep just uh, professional. We would just went to go perform and go back home. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll okay. see the whole all right, all uh, right. country tunnel experience. Guys, what's wrestling like in Canada as opposed to your home country of Mexico? Is there a lot of differences you see? Okay, uh, something different, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's different because uh, it's not the, the, the same public, the, the, the same places, no, um, I enjoy, uh, so, so much to know, uh, the, uh, the new, the new wrestlers, I, I enjoy, um, 
know different places. Uh, I love that. The crowd is different. The venues are different here. Also, the way uh, they used to work here. Uh, it's so different that back home. But, but yeah, we, we try to keep learning, improve ourselves in this. And yeah, and, uh, such a big country with big wrestlers like Canada is like a very good place for start learning uh, wrestling from from other countries than our our own. What made you guys want to start wrestling? Well, uh, we were just kids uh, watching, you know, uh, WWE on TV and all that, and, and yeah, I think just just like a a kid dream you know uh imagining watching tv and seeing all those wrestlers there and say i want to be there i want to become one of them and yeah we both shared the same dream and we thought that we want to be there we want to be that that level of superstar one day and yeah that's how it all started just like we were just kids playing wrestling and now we're making it real <laughs> Guys, we all have our favorite wrestlers growing up when we start watching wrestling when we were kids. Who did you gravitate towards? Who were your favorite wrestlers? And who did you look up to decide, that made you decide you wanted to be a luchador, a professional wrestler? Yeah, um, for me, it's uh, always Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy um, inspired me um, to be a, a wrestler, a, a flying wrestler. Yeah, for me, it was like, uh, you know, this kind of... Uh, I think Randy Orton, Batista uh, were like the two that inspired me. I, I think oh, Randy Orton the most because sometimes when my when when I when we used to play, I always choose like oh I'm Randy Orton, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he he inspired me a lot to be part of this, and yeah, also inspired me for you know, what kind of wrestler I I will I would like to be and. I would love to keep uh, growing as uh, something related to him, maybe. <laughs> That's that. Those are great answers. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, when I hear a lot of interviews from uh, wrestlers from Mexico, you, you usually go towards the Rey Mysterios, uh, the psychosis and things like that. You guys didn't mention one, which isn't a slight against. That's nothing against those guys. But it, it's great to see that, um, that that other wrestlers in the world are influencing young kids all over the world to be these giant superstar wrestlers, which is fantastic. Did you guys grow up around a lot of luchador wrestling? Was it in your, in your city, in your hometown? And did you go to a lot of shows when you were younger? Well, we have like a different story than almost all the wrestlers down in Mexico, because uh, you may interview all of them and they, they all uh, are going to tell you the same story about watching Lucha Libre on TV and watching Lucha Bars and going to Lucha shows in Mexico and, you know, that, those big arenas and that stuff. Uh, but we, we don't have the same story because we didn't like uh, so much uh, Lucha Libre. We were obsessed with just watching WWE. And that's what made us start uh, training and falling in love with the sport. We started to watch uh, Lucha Libre, Mexican Lucha Libre, uh, when we just started to train just to get familiar because we thought that the 
the wrestling gets all the same in uh, in each country in all around the world. And when we started training in Mexico, uh, we tried to do the same as uh, the same we watch it on on TV on these WWE shows, and we figured out that it was like so different than the lucha libre style. So we had to start watching Lucha Libre and get familiar with it. But yeah, that that was like different. We know we now uh, have like our favorite wrestlers from Mexico. We 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 like a lot of them. Uh, we still love WWE. <laughs> yeah, but we, we we know yeah now you know uh, different places, different kind of wrestling, different kind of Lucha Libre, Pro Resto, all that stuff because we we are like. We have the idea that, uh, yeah, it's like an universal language, but they're not the same. Uh, wrestling and Lucha Libre are like different things for us. Do you guys find that the style of wrestling here is slower than what you're used to? Uh, slower? Yeah. Mm, no. It, um, I think the, the difference of the Lucha Libre and wrestling like Lucha Libre, it's more, um, we use more the rubs or something, something like, like that, most spectacular, uh, but wrestling is just, just uh, more strong, solid with their, with their movement. And all that, uh, and and it depends even of, of the crowd because uh, here, well, here in Canada, you don't have the same crowd as back on the states or in Mexico. And well, as wrestlers, you work for your crowd and you try to do what the crowd would like to see. So maybe that's why the difference. See, and for us, it's way more exciting to see the lucha style. We're not used to it from the level we're at. Um, do you guys see yourself working more in North America? Is that the goal? Yeah, that's a goal. Uh, definitely, that that's our goal because uh, we're more related to that style. We love like we we really like the way uh, North America work with the wrestlers down in Mexico. It's not that um, it's not that good ambient as it should be, maybe. Uh, I I really love Lucha Libre. I love my country. I love to be there. But we have that goal to get out and not not like escaping for for from home. It's more like go out of our country and represent and show and like carry on with the flag of Lucha Libre. Not only on Mexico, but North America and maybe one day all around the world. You guys had mentioned some of your favorite wrestlers. Soul, you said your favorite wrestler was Jeff Hardy. X-Devil, you said your favorite wrestler was Randy Orton. Is there a certain move or spot that you guys have taken from those wrestlers to incorporate into your own moveset? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. make a lot of Plantum booms. <laughs> the finisher of the party, I make a lot of, or or even the the twist of fate or suplex. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I always <laughs> try to set up with with RKO 
<laughs> so many different ways, but uh, I felt the same are just RKOs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was kind of thinking that you would go with those answers because those are the best moves. Those are the moves that we fans love to see when those guys hit it. And when younger and upper coming wrestlers pay tribute to those wrestlers with those moves, I think it's great to see. And it's familiar for fans, old and young. They know those moves from those wrestlers. So it's great to see that those moves are still being carried on uh, with this generation. I've seen pictures of you. I've seen uh, videos of you guys from this past weekend at Craven. You guys have a great look. Your gear looks awesome. But we got to talk about the masks. How much do you input do you guys have when it comes to the design of the mask that you wear? Well, uh, it's all different stories. Uh, I well, when you start in Mexico, uh, you can decide by yourself. You want to wear a mask or no? Uh, we decided to wear a mask because it's like you know the most visual thing you you get a maybe like the most important thing when you when you talk about lucha libre. So uh, I started to draw my mask and imagine and until I I got to the design I I wanted to this is what I want to to keep this is what I want to use and yeah it took not that long maybe just one week and then well once you have like on paper you go to, to somebody that makes uh there's a special people making uh the whole year and yeah they they create like the real life version of that drawing it was not, not that difficult but, but yeah it was like one one of the most important things uh when you start with all this think about the mask yeah i didn't want to wear mask but i always am being very um shy shy um uh, and that's why i start to use the mask but i i i don't have imagination my um, my my uncle um designed me a a logo, a, a mask. Um, my first mask is so, 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 so different. Like I actually. It's interesting to hear that you chose the mask. Do you ever see your guys not wrestling in the mask? Yeah, maybe in the future. Uh, you know, uh, there, there's like uh, this big change. Uh, we know a couple guys that uh, live Mexico and went to WWE, for example. And they just start, uh, just take the mask off and start uh, performing without it as a new person, as a new wrestler. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I hope so. If we got that chance, maybe we'll be doing that because, um, you know, uh, the crowd down in the states uh, are not like so related to to people wearing masks or. It's just like always try to relate you to somebody like Rey Mysterio or something like that. It's almost impossible to start making your own career using a mask in North America and not be related to any of those wrestlers, which is it's something good because uh, they made a whole big story and they're like the best icons ever down in Mexico. But you will never reach that height, maybe, or you'll never, uh, 
you'll never be better than than they were. Now, with you guys being fans of WWE, is that the ultimate goal? Is to get there to the WWE? Yeah, I think that's our 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 main goal. Yeah, we we have a lot of of, of goals now. Something in short short term, mid term, and I think like the top of that is. It's, it's that like being there be, being in the place we watched uh, since we were kids uh, the place that made us uh, wanted to be part of the wrestling world that's our top uh, our main goal in all this but if, if that doesn't happen oh, uh, it's not not going to be that bad you know uh, we have uh, more, more plans we're still young. Uh, we have not that long time to start searching for that goal. We have like a lot of of, of way to to keep it on, and yeah, we're we're waiting for that not to happen like this near year, but maybe someday, someday it's going to happen. You said that WWE is your main goal, which I think is. Should be every wrestler's main goal to get to a major company like that. Uh, but you said you had some uh, some short term goals that you want to hit on your way to a major company. What is your next goal? Well, uh, I'm talking about um, mid mid terms, short terms. Uh, our main goal for this year was uh, getting shows outside of the country, start working outside of Mexico, and yeah, it happened too fast. We we we. We made it. <laughs> we uh, we get the chance. Uh, we made a lot of wonderful uh, persons that helped us. Our manager Troy helped uh, this two months uh, two two months tour uh, around here in Canada. And maybe when we got back home, we just want to keep on the same, uh, training a lot. Maybe take chances for get into one of one of the biggest uh, companies, and all around Mexico, whichever may be interested in us. And yeah, keep keep the same. Uh, maybe working on the states might be our goal for the next year. There's like a lot of things we have to dump, to do before, like you know, this all papers and visa things and all that stuff. So yeah, for the next year, that might be our goal to be uh, wrestling for the USA. And I don't know what what else could happen. We just want to keep on it, uh, representing lucha libre, and not not just in Mexico, but all around the world. When you guys aren't wrestling and you aren't training, and you aren't working, what do you guys like to do with your downtime? Is it music? Is it movies? Is it is it art? What do you guys like to do when you're not working? I love uh, always listening to music. <laughs> and I'm a, a lover of animals. I, I have three, three dogs and three cats. I love to stay with those. I, I, I'm studying uh, college. I'm about six months to get my my degree. Uh, yeah, but this is keeping me kind of busy uh, right now. 
but yeah when we're not working uh, we have like not a lot of free time but we we have some free time we always stay with our family with our girls with our friends we try to enjoy every moment because we never know when we have to pack up and go out from the city or now out from the country so we try to enjoy all 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 the mo the the free time we we had and spend it with uh the people we love yeah <laughs> for our canadian fans where can we see you this summer well this summer will be at uh the summer tour cruel summer tour with CWE starting uh the 25 July 25 here in Wayburn and I don't know which places PA uh, Regina and manager has <laughs> how's the day <laughs> how's it going this is awesome here thanks for having the boys on so yeah I'll, I'll plug some shows for them nice Definitely. So, so we got they, they're going to be hitting up actually Can Am shows here this week. Going to be August twenty first and twenty second. They're going to be wrestling two shows out there in uh, Okotoks and then Calgary, and then they'll be back here uh, starting the cool summer tour with CWE July twenty fifth to the 29th. So they're going to hit up Weyburn, PA, Saskatoon, Yorkton, and Regina. They're going to cap it off there. It's going to be a blast. And I mean these guys. They're super humble. You guys heard a lot of, you know, nice, clean, uh, easy answers from them. But when you meet them in person, you see how confident they are. And it's just awesome. And it shows in the ring. I think they blew everybody away in Craven. It was crazy. It was wild. The matches they had with some of those big boys were, were a blast. And then they're going to keep going. They've got Best Entertainment Wrestling in Warman, Saskatchewan. August 4th, they're going to be up there. Uh, then we have potentially some more dates for them. Back in Calgary, uh, it's going to be August, late August. They want them down there for a week or two. Uh, so in there, we got some space to fill, but we talked to some people out in Winnipeg, and the boys from CWE kind of wanted to get some stuff going out there. And I thought, hey, if we can make it happen. I know they're pretty humble into some big company. It'd be cool. I'll tell you guys off there. We can't, we can't spoil the big street. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> So if any if, if any bookers are out there listening, if Tony or Triple H or, or anybody from anywhere wants to book uh, X Devil <laughs> and Soul, who do they contact? How do they get a hold of you? Well, you can contact our big manager. Uh, you can contact us by Twitter on Sourish Valley Wrestling, or you can also follow us and check us out on our social media: Facebook, Instagram. We're on Instagram. Uh, I'm like X. That devil junior is like Sol El Mirrey in Facebook and in Instagram is Sol Luchador. And if you cannot find them, just follow Surrest Valley Wrestling on Instagram because I promote the hell out of these boys and you'll just find pictures of these guys tearing it up, doing everything and just, just trying to help out because uh, really the thing was that if I didn't bump into these guys, if I didn't find these guys, like, or they didn't find me a couple of years ago, I was kind of on the outs with wrestling. I was just kind of bored. I was done with it. But these guys' passion with it and, and seeing how much fun they were having with it and letting have let them letting me be a part of it and, and helping them out just kind of ignited my passion for it, too. And seeing these guys' 
drive and their passion and their skills and just them being good people too made me want to keep doing more and yeah it's been a blast man I'm, I'm so lucky that they came out here and privileged that people are getting the chance to see them and I think uh, people are really going to be pleased with the entertainment they provide and I know I was it was a blast this weekend at Craven yeah they didn't get to deal with some of the debauchery and other things that happened but some of our other guys on the crew sure as hell did uh, there were some naked people in fields getting things you know, put places that shouldn't be. People almost kicked out the first night. Uh, yeah, that's Craven in a nutshell, right? They got to see some of it, but <laughs> we kept them safe, right? I'm, I'm a lucha li- liaison, so I'm trying to keep everything safe out here. Well, I got to say, we're excited to have you guys in Regina. We look forward to seeing you in action. Uh, they're here in Regina. I believe it is July 29th here at the Owl. You betcha. It's going to be a fun show again. Reach out to Service Valley Wrestling to book two of the young, brightest, hottest wrestling superstars that are up and coming right now uh, anywhere in North America, in Mexico. Book them in Japan. Book them all over the world. These guys will work their asses off for you. It's been such a blast, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here, and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you for your time. Uh, Yeah, uh, we appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I enjoyed that. Awesome, Um, awesome, guys. Thanks for doing it up. We appreciate everything and uh, look forward to seeing you guys at the show. Yeah, man. We'll see you guys in Regina. Have a blast until then. We'll see you on the 29th. Welcome to my house.